Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brzezuda and Bob Labriola. The NFL may have had the temerity, the audacity, and the cojones to flex the Steelers out of primetime for their hosting of the Bengals this Sunday, but the powers that be wouldn't think of messing with Agree to Disagree, the podcast with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. He's Bob Labriola. I'm Mike Pursuta, and we are recording this should-be award-winning edition of Agree to Disagree on a Tuesday morning, just after the completion of another should-be award-winning edition of the DVE Morning Show, because that's not just how we roll. That's when we roll. And Roger Goodell wouldn't even think of messing with that. Neither would the TV executives. When we speak, they listen, and the ratings never waver. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Run it till they stop it. If you've been waiting all day for agree to disagree, wait no more. We're here, and we aren't going anywhere. We will not be moved. We will not be deterred, no matter when the next game is or isn't played. This is our time, Mr. Hand. Don't forget it. Let's get to the particulars. When's the pizza get delivered? <laughs> Having a little food and learning about Cuba. <laughs> so what Jefferson was saying was, we left this England. Okay, let's uh, get off of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And okay, get, Spagoli, let's go. Get to what we're here for. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi is better than any defensive lineman the Steelers could have drafted at 20th overall labs. Agree. I mean, and let's start out by looking at what was available uh, for the Steelers at the 20th overall pick last April because, you know, this is not – this is a, a real situation uh, as opposed to, you know, they could have had, you know, whatever. Because let's let's look at what they really could have had uh, because Jordan Davis was gone, fans. I'm not here to tell you he this was now. He was gone. Okay, this Would have been what, nice, um, though. Would have been nice. Would have, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Jerry Rice would have been nice in, <laughs> too, you know, but I mean, it didn't happen. Yeah. The Niners picked him uh, in, in front of the Steelers that year. So, anyway, uh, what, what was left was Devontae Wyatt, the 315 pound D lineman from Georgia. And then a bunch of guys who were more suited to being, you know, undersized ends in a 4 3. Uh, George Karlaftis the, uh, from Purdue, Logan Hall from Houston. Uh, Arnold Etikati from Penn State, Boya Mafe from Minnesota, way too many Big Ten guys in there for me. Uh, and then the only other guy really who would have fit in a 3-4, Fedarian Mathis from Alabama, but he's on IR. And that pretty much takes us through 
the second round in terms of who the defensive linemen who were drafted then. And I like the Marvin Leal, the defensive lineman the Steelers got from Texas A&M in the third round. But, you know, when you're looking at those other names I mentioned, uh, I'd rather have Ogan Joby. I mean, he's big, powerful. He's a run stuffer, interior defensive lineman, 6'4", 305. And he has enough pass rush ability. He has 22 sacks on his NFL resume. He's only 28 years old. So, I mean, you, you look at it, the defensive line was a problem for the Steelers last year, no doubt. It was a contributing factor in the fact the unit finished last in the NFL in rush defense, no doubt. Uh, but this year also, no doubt, in my mind, is the defensive line isn't a problem. And going into last Sunday's game two days ago against the uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, they were ranked 16th against the run which is a significant improvement. And the Saints only rushed for 29 yards on 15 carries. So, you know, the, that that should even be a little bit better looking at the stats this year, or this week, excuse me. And let me just say this. I know you're a big uh, watch-the-game-over kind of guy, even though I am not. Uh, but if you pop in the video uh, from that game against the Saints, go to the fourth quarter. There were back-to-back plays, third and one, fourth and one, uh, the Steelers uh, stopped the run two times and took over on downs. Check out number 99 in the black jersey. I mean, he's not Cam Hayward yet. I'm not saying that he is, but he's a very nice sidekick, and that guy is a pain in the butt to move off the line of scrimmage when he doesn't want to be moved. So uh, give me Larry O, and I'll take Pickett too. I'm going to agree with the statement as well. It's interesting that the one guy you didn't mention was Travis Jones, uh, nose tackle from UConn, who ended up going to Baltimore in the third round. I think as the years go by, the Ravens are going to find out they got real value there. But uh, it might have been a bit of a reach in the first round to take that guy, so I don't have a problem with the way they handled that. In, In retrospect, the way things played out, based on our multiple references to fast times at Ridgemont High in the open, I wish the Steelers would have taken the safety from Notre Dame. That way, after the pick, I could have responded with a, all right, Hamilton. But, you know, (laughs) Kyle Hamilton went uh, to Baltimore 14th overall, so that wasn't happening either. Now, the only thing that's curious to me, Labs, I don't know if you uh, have any inside intel on this or not. I never uh, was able to come up with any. Joby had signed with the Bears and then got released, allegedly because of a failed physical, on March the 18th. Uh, the word I got from around the league was Chicago just had a little buyer's remorse and figured they could get two guys for $40.5 million instead of one and uh, decided to go that route. But I don't know if the Steelers knew they had Joby in their back pocket at the time of the draft, but they did what they did, and they took Pickens on the second round. Uh, they eventually got the defensive line help that I was convinced they had to have either in free agency or the draft, and they didn't get it initially in free agency. Then it didn't look like they were going to get it in the draft. I like Leal as well, but in terms of immediate impact and you know being the kind of player you described Ogan Joby as being, Leal is not that yet. He's probably going to be that someday, but uh, it all kind of worked out, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And um, you know, the one uh, potential fly in the ointment is you know Ogan Joby was only signed to a one-year contract, and so <clears throat> excuse me. He can be an unrestricted free agent next March. And so, you know, there is a little bit of work to be done there. But, um, you know, you look at this team this year, uh, I think that, uh, you know, based on the 
the way things worked out uh, in terms of the defensive linemen available and the guy that they ended up signing in June, uh, they're ahead of the game. Topic number two, maybe Kenny Pickett didn't turn the ball over against New Orleans, but he didn't play well either. Well, let me say this. I mean, you know, didn't play well. I, I agree with that. Uh, but I'm, you I'm should. Not you wrote it. Was... <laughs> but he wasn't awful. If you're going to argue this, you've got to maybe see somebody. Because... <laughs> well, old, I mean, you know, split personality thing going here. A lot of, lot of times I write things that I, that I don't agree with because I know that you will. You know, because that's the kind of guy you are. You think I will. I'm, I am not just... that predictable. <laughs> oh man don't, don't start with that i've known you way too long for you to say to me you're not predictable but anyway um he didn't he wasn't awful i mean there were no turnovers he managed the game pretty well you know he's a rookie those are positives um he completed 60 percent mathematically uh and that's a you know that looks okay on the stat sheet but i didn't think he was really accurate uh, and it started with that first pass of the game, first play of the game. It was behind George Pickens. Um, they Pickett also, Kenny Pickett also rushed for 51 yards. Uh, I thought he was bailing out of the pocket maybe a little too early on, in some instances. And I won't say he had happy feet, but, you know, he was a little helter-skelter with his movement in the pocket. And, you know, I think maybe that could have contributed uh, to some of the six sacks. So um, there's those things. And again, um, you know, a game with no turnovers uh, and an average per attempt of under seven yards, which was, you know, 199 yards on 30 attempts, his was 6.6 against New Orleans. I mean, that's the kind of resume that contributed to Mitch Trubisky being on the sideline now. So, you know, I'm not calling for a quarterback change. I'm not saying you know, that, that there's anything really um, awful about the way Pickett played. And again, I understand he didn't turn it over and I understand he's a rookie. Uh, and so those are, you know, you, you got to, there's growing pains associated with this. And I think that, you know, Sunday's game was an example of, of some growing pains, but I think he's going to have to play better on Sunday if this winning streak is going to grow to two. So to summarize, he didn't play well, you agree? Yes, I agree. He did not play well. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I was clear on that because uh, this just in, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. And Kenny Pickett was the winning quarterback. He played well enough to win. That is well enough for me. I agree with uh, what you said about the happy feet. I also thought he uh, was not situationally sound. There was one time uh, where they were down near the goal line on the 10-yard line, and they're in an empty set, and he takes a three-step drop and then doesn't throw the ball for whatever reason on first and goal, holds it, and ends up getting sacked for an 11-yard loss. You can't lose 11 on first and 10. Throw the thing into the cheap seats and live to fight another down. Uh, There were some misses on open guys, but I also want to give Pickett a little credit. He had two almost touchdowns labs. Uh, I know you don't get any points for those, (laughs) but uh, a beautiful throw to Najee Harris uh, on on a wheel right – wheel route out of the backfield and Harris had to extend for it, but he also got two hands on it and didn't catch it. And then there was another slant to Deontay Johnson on which Pickett correctly read the Saints in zero coverage. And there was a defensive pass interference on the play 
more than likely because the D-back realized he was getting beat and it was going to be a touchdown from the Steelers' side of the 50 if the pass was completed. So uh, at times he's really seeing it and throwing it, not often enough to be great. Uh, but I, I like what he's doing with his legs uh, way more often than not. I think that's got to continue. He seems to have a feel for when to run more often than not. Got to get better in the red zone. That's where he's had his problems uh, more than any place else. But uh, keep stacking W's. That is good enough for me, uh, particularly right now, given the circumstances of uh, where the team is and, and where Pickett is in his career. Okay, Seamhead, let me riddle me this. Um you know, starting pitcher might get the win, but that doesn't mean he pitched a good game. means he got the win. I, I understand that. It's a zero-sum equation. Somebody wins, somebody loses. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. That was, uh, I'm right. that was a little Gordon Gecko for you there. <laughs> I'm going all over the place with the movie references here. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Uh, last but certainly not least, their only chance on Sunday against Cincinnati. And, hey, if you haven't heard, it's not a primetime game anymore. They're playing it at 425. Uh, <laughs> their only chance is if Najee Harris rushes for more yards than Joe Mixon. Okay, I agree. And let me uh, explain myself a little bit here. Um, I'm looking at Najee Harris rushing for more yards than Joe Mixon on Sunday, being a function of the Steelers winning the battle along the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Because I don't think it happens without that. Okay? And so, you know, the statistical um, outcome uh, is, is to me, is going to be a reflection of what I just described, which was, you know, winning the battle on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I believe that's what needs to happen uh, if the Steelers are going to have a chance to beat the Bengals. I mean, you know, we know from last September 11th, this past September 11th, which was the date of the opener, that the Bengals' offensive line is a mess, okay? Uh, I don't don't think even you would argue uh, with that. That was the game the Steelers sacked Joe Burrow seven times. I might with you just to be a little combative, but – Point taken. <laughs> <laughs> the Steelers sacked Burrow seven times in that game. Okay. The Bengals have played uh, nine games. Only twice uh, have there been games when Burrow wasn't sacked multiple times. Now, he's been sacked in every game at least once, but only two games when he wasn't sacked multiple times. That was against Miami. And then that then the Bengals' previous game, they were off you know, this past Sunday. The previous game was against Carolina, and that was when Mixon rushed for 153 yards and four touchdowns. So, clearly, there is a correlation between, you know, Joe Mixon's rushing stats and the performance uh, of the Bengals' offensive line. Now, also going back to earlier this season, uh, I thought the Steelers' defense was handled late in the loss in New England when the Patriots ran out the clock, and then also in Cleveland. Um, and that started up front, okay? Uh, but since then, the defensive line has been uh, better, formidable as a matter of fact. And if you look at the statistics, because I don't watch Cincinnati every week, um, 
the run Steelers run defense is ranked higher uh, against the run than Cincinnati's. Okay, and then also 16th uh, for you mathematically char- uh, challenged Big Ten graduates. Uh, 16th is a lot better than 32nd. Okay, so it's been a significant improvement there year over year. Now flipping it around, I understand the Steelers. Uh, offensive line will never be confused with the seven blocks of granite, okay? Uh, but the unit has shown some, I think, some steady improvement over the course of this season, uh, and Najee Harris has as well. And who knows, maybe the coordinator learned a couple of things about run-pass ratio last Sunday against the Saints, uh, because let's hope so. Uh, because even though uh, the Bengals are expected to be without Jamar Chase, uh, the Steelers cannot afford to get into a Burrow versus Pickett shootout on Sunday, just as back in 1997, they could not get afford to get in a, a Elway versus Cordell Stewart shootout in the AFC Championship game. But the Steelers' offensive coordinator that day, Chan Gailey, uh, wasn't so quick to realize that. And so that game ended uh, with a big L. Boy, it always comes back to the coordinator, doesn't it? I'll yes, it does. I appreciate what you did there. You made a relatively uh, simple, all-encompassing statement, and you used it uh, to kickstart a detailed discussion of what needs to happen. And uh, you made a lot of good points, but back to the statement, uh, their only chance to win is if Najee Harris rushes for more yards than Joe Mixon. No, I disagree. Maybe the Bengals will miss an extra point on what should be the game-winning extra point. And uh, more specifically, uh, yeah, Joe Mixon had a huge day against Carolina, buck 53 on the ground, and five, count them, five touchdowns. Uh, that's one Four more. Four rushing touchdowns. Yeah. That's Four rushing. Five rushing. overall, though, is that's one it. more than uh, the Al Bundy in East Lansing, Michigan. We call that the Kenneth Walker <laughs> the third. Okay, it's pretty good. But you look at some of the games this year. He had 12 carries, Mixon did, for 24 yards against the Jets. Bengals still won. Uh, He had 24 for 61 against Miami. The Bengals still won. 8 for 45 against New Orleans. Uh, 17 for 58 against Atlanta. Bengals won all those games. Those are not uh, a bridge too far statistical totals that Najee Harris may not be able to reach. Uh, I get where you went with that. You know, start pounding the kid. He looked like... The guy that uh, he looked like last year in that New Orleans game, he looked like a number one pick worthy running back. He looked like a guy that should be one of the bell cows of the offense. I'm all for all of that continuing, but, uh, you know, any means necessary come late Sunday afternoon. I mean, if they got to miss another extra point, I'll take that. Uh, If Kenny Pickett can actually uh, hit a few of those red zone throws he's been missing on, I'll take that. And, uh, hey, if you got to pound Joe Burrow another seven times and pick him off a couple of times, how about we didn't get to the defensive backs at all in in this discussion? But I just want to go off script a little bit with you here, Labs. I, I think we can both agree. Bonus topic, if you will. No Minka Fitzpatrick and the secondary played great. Yes, in that Saints yes, game, absolutely. Yes, uh, and you know I was um, I was particularly impressed with Levi Wallace. Uh, crunch time, you know, in, in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't think you could, you know, uh, put together a long highlight film of all of the good things he did in that game, but he certainly came up big in a couple of critical instances in the fourth quarter uh, when it was, a you know, a three-point lead, the first of those two plays that he made. <clears throat> and let me uh, – another guy, I think, 
who has been who played well on Sunday and who has been playing better again as the season has progressed is Arthur Mollette. Yeah. Um Edmonds has so, been pretty good. Yes. Uh, Camp Sutton's uh, so, yes. been pretty good. Right. The, the the defensive backfield, you know, has been very good, was very good on Sunday. Uh, but again, you know, I try to keep this stuff, you know, in the actual real world. And I don't think you're going to have Minka on Sunday either. And, um, you know, the, the saying that Joe Mixon, you know, didn't rush for many yards against, um, you know, uh, the Dolphins and um, the Bengals still won. I mean, it's two different teams. I mean, you can't compare. What you're doing is you're saying that the Steelers uh, are comparable to the Miami Dolphins in their makeup on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and so therefore, you know, the respective rushing totals don't matter. No, what I'm saying is Najee Harris may well go for more than 61 yards, and they could still lose. But, okay, but what I'm saying is if Najee Harris goes for only 61 yards and the Steelers still lose, what I'm saying is Mixon will have more than that. Yeah, well, I mean, Burrow could have 400. Let's not kid ourselves. I don't think he's going to without Jamar Chase. But um, there, there's the Bengals, and this has surprised me about the Bengals all years. they have not been a good rushing team with Joe Mixon and with all those receivers and with that quarterback. But, uh, hey, that's their problem. Uh, we'll see if the Steelers uh, can solve Hopefully it's their than... problem on Sunday, too. Yeah, we'll see if the Steelers can solve more of theirs and, uh, eh, you know, maybe generate a little momentum for momentum's sake. That's going to do it for this edition of Agree to Disagree. We will be coming uh, at you again next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat station. We record uh, at about 10, uh, 10 a.m. or so on Tuesdays, and then it gets posted. Lab, do you do the posting on this, or do we have a staff of uh, engineers that handle that? Oh, it's an award-winning staff headed by uh, Tom Offerman, who is sitting probably uh, to my left, a couple of feet from. Yes, to your left. So yes. he, he is the uh, he is the staff, is what you're telling me. He is the staff, and so anytime there's a mess up, it's his fault. And anyone who would like his cell phone number, I will happily provide it. <laughs> so whenever he gets around to putting that up, it'll be up, and <laughs> only then it's when we decide, not when Roger Goodell decides. I think we've made that painfully obvious for shirtless Tom and Bob Labriol. I'm Mike Pursuta. Thanks for finding us on Agree to Disagree, the podcast with the motto, I'm right. He's wrong. We will talk to Yins next week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.